Hi, and welcome to Meet the Priest. I'm Andy Shaw, and I'm pleased and blessed to be joined by Father Mark McCormick. Father, thank you for being here. You're welcome. It's a pleasure as well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's an exciting thing, and uh, it's, I, I think everyone loves to get to know their priests, and I know we've talked many times, priests are just normal people, too. Right, very normal. Yeah. So. I like to have fun and go to games and read and movies, and so I was just, I did a was even, with, uh, well, uh, meet the priest. But even uh, we as priests, the other night I went over to uh, St. Teresa's and Father Lane was in town. We uh, just, uh, they went to a movie and I met with them afterwards and just had some, prayed a little bit, had some good conversation. So it's always good. I love to hear that. So, oh, I wish I would have seen them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time. So well, well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Father. So I was born in southern Minnesota, uh, Montevideo. Uh, but I was, my sister and I were born there. Uh, shortly after my birth, I was baptized. My folks, uh, Frank McCormick and Georgiana, or Joanne, um, uh, moved to Rapid City and kind of lived here um, since. So I have uh, five brothers, uh, two sisters, uh, the third of eight. My mom and my dad kind of grew up in Prussia, Rapid City area, and was in the Navy. And he met my mom in South Boston wow. when he was in the Korean War, and uh, and they married and fell in love. and. That was her ticket out of Southie, <laughs> back to Rapid City. So, well, we're we're very thankful to have yeah, you here. Yeah, yes. Almost enough siblings to have a full baseball. That's team. right. That's right. My dad coached baseball for, gosh, a long time. He took one. My brother Mike's team, I think, he took to, to Kansas for for, um, uh, for uh, uh, little league. Oh, nice. So yeah, he coached uh, all of us. The girls played softball and. So it was oh, a great wonderful. time. And did you grow up as a Catholic family? We did, yeah. All 10 of us in a blue station wagon going to Blessed Sacrament. <laughs> wood paneling on the side? Yeah, wood paneling. <laughs> we had one of them. One was a blue one. And, and that was kind of, you know, a couple times my dad, you know, uh, there's a lot hill uh, at Blessed Sacrament, you know, um, pulling onto Jackson Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And once in a while he would say, you know, it'd be nice if one of my boys would be a priest. I really would enjoy that. Or it would be good if one of my sisters, my daughters would be a nun, you know. And so even uh, at a young age, my dad would kind of throw, plant the seed a little bit. So so is that what prompted you, do you think? Uh, yeah, planted uh, yeah, the seed at least? Yeah, planted the seed. I mean, you know, um, when we made sacraments, confirmation, first communion, uh, there were always big deals. You know, if you go to my mom's house, all eight kids, uh, first communion pictures, you know, um, it's a big hmm. picture. I don't know if it's 16 by 20, whatever. It's a big picture, you know. And, and so those were always uh, important times in the family. We'd never miss Mass. Sometimes my dad, as I remember, he died really young when I was in seventh grade, I think. But even, you know, you remember back sixth, fifth grade during Lent, uh, he would come home from the bank. He worked at National Bank as a banker uh, in Rapid. And uh, he'd, we'd go to Lenten Mass, mm -hmm. you know, for Lent, you know. And that was always good. I was really involved in youth ministry at Blessed Sacrament. And so I remember Gordon Richards, he was a deacon, and he used to take us to Deer Mountain skiing. Mm -hmm. The church had a yellow bus. And on most <laughs> Fridays during the winter, we would load up and, and, and go skiing or uh, hiking in, you know, Medora Park, Medora National Park in North Dakota. And I remember uh, John and Norma Oates. Uh, he was a colonel uh, in the army, and Teresa Spees was part of the the group, and we used to go to their house on uh, Wednesday nights uh, to break open the word, to pray, and it was just a beautiful. Mm -hmm. So those are, are, are tender moments. 
great memories. for me. Yeah, beautiful as you know, as we were just, you know, kind of talking. I think all that was the seedbed of my vocation. You know, um, when did you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm still knowing. Yeah, <laughs> right. The Lord continues to affirm uh, uh, my priesthood every day, and, and every day I, I try to fall more in, in love with with Him and. And, and so every day, you know, it's just like, ah, this is what I'm called to do, you know. And so it's a, every day it's a knowing in, in, in a deeper way, you know. Um, but people at Blessed Sacrament, I mean, I was uh, so involved in youth ministry that people, you know, so it was really the parish, I believe, who, who called mm-hmm. me. You know, you know, the parishioners would pull me aside from time to time and saying, you know, I see a priestly heart in you. Mm-hmm. You seem to love to serve. You seem so involved in youth ministry. So that was kind of the, you know, kind of the, the prompting and, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, that got me going. And then my dad died, and, and so there's eight kids, four out, out of the house, four in the house, and graduated in 82 from Stevens, and, uh, and so I, was, I, I knew I wanted to be a youth minister, and my mm-hmm. mom really couldn't afford it. I wanted to go to Catholic college, so I, I, I you know, th- we say the Lord is the, the one who always initiates. So I just felt in a heart, hey, go talk to Bishop Dimmerling. And so when the Lord initiates, you, you have to respond. And so I, you know, made an appointment, you know, after May of 1982 and went to Bishop Dimmerling and said, hey, I want to be youth minister. Hmm. And he said, yeah, I don't need youth ministers. I need priests. Hmm. I said, yeah, but I, I don't want to be a priest. You know, I want, I want to get married. And, and so I said, oh, well, I can't help you out. So I went back at Thanksgiving, Christmas, the same story. Came back at Easter. I went to SDSU Brookings, mm-hmm. and um, and he said, "Mr. McCormick, this is your fourth and last time in my office. I do not want to see you again." He said, "You know, I think you're called to be a priest, and if you become a priest, I promise you this: you will always work with young people." And that's been the story of my priesthood: always uh, uh, w- working with young people, whether it's you know Steubenville or World Youth Days or now at the chaplain at the School of Mines and the middle school high school chaplain here at St. Thomas More and he said you know if you live to be 90 years old what's one year of, one, one year of your life really if you think about it one year of your life you know it's a great way to look at it it is you know and so like he kind of clapped his hands and said Mr. McCormick <laughs> either you do or you don't which one isn't I don't want to see you again and so I kind of felt like I was going through puberty, you know. <laughs> okay, I'll try. You know, never, and I don't know why I said it. He said, well, you'll go to IHM Seminary in Winona, Minnesota. And I said, uh, well, how about uh, SJV in St. Paul? He said, Mr. McCormick, I don't care where the hell you go. Just go. <laughs> Just get there. Just get there. And that was kind of the, you know, so it was, you know, over time, gradually, you know. And then I remember uh, eight years, seven and a half years in the seminary. Um, you know, I went to St. St. John Vianney, St. Paul Seminary, both in St. Paul across the street, University of St. Thomas, and Bishop uh, Dimmerling, or, or Bishop Charles at the time, says, I want to ordain you a deacon with, with uh, Father Peter Kovorek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he, the seminary, he went to Emmitsburg, they ordained deacons in May. Seminary I went to was in November, and I said, you know, I'm not ready yet. And Bishop Charles says, McCormick, you've been in the seminary seven and a half, half years. <laughs> if you don't know, you're, if you're not ready now, you'll never be ready. Yeah. But it's just like, well, you know, 80%, 85%. He said, I'll give you till October. And I'll never forget it on that night of my ordination, November of 90, 1990 over Thanksgiving, the Blessed Sacrament, he laid his hands on me. My whole body was engulfed in this fire. Wow. 
It was just I felt so consumed. And, and that was a knowing. That was a profound knowing that I always go back to. It was that moment where I felt the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of Jesus Christ in, in my life. And I go back to that, 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 uh, that moment often and, and saying, yeah, that's a, a true knowing. And then when he took his hands off, he was just like, no, no, put them back on. Keep them on. Keep them back on, right? So that was... Uh, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, right? More and more, I want more of you. So and the so, Lord not only initiates, but he, he provides. He provides, you know, because, um, you know, I was just in the, uh, in the Holy Land uh, with Father Jacques Philippe and Sean and Brett Hansen went with us and um, Bob and Sue Thompson from Blessed Sacrament, Thompson's from, uh, uh, Hansen's from Cathedral. But I was walking out Mount Tabor and I was reading the Transfiguration account, uh, and um, and in, in just re- reflecting on that account, um, I just heard um, the Lord say to me, um, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, Moses, Elijah appears with Jesus, and then this cloud overshadowed them, and then I never caught it before, but the disciples, the the, the cloud overshadowed all of them. The disciples entered into the cloud and when they entered into the cloud they heard the voice of the father who said this is my beloved son listen to him be not afraid and so that the image for me was entering into the cloud and when i when i in in, in that mountain uh, mount tabor i I heard the father say to me uh, continue to enter into the cloud continue to become before uh, the word continue to come into my son's presence and, and, and I will reveal my son, Jesus, to you in a deeper way, and he will reveal you, uh, me to you. And so th- is there's just this... How did that make you feel? It was just incredible. It was just, I was a, that was a highlight of my, my, my trip, and, and another knowing. So you asked me, well, when did you know? I said, I'm still knowing. Right. Like every day, you know, we say the church is ever ancient, ever new. So every day there's a when we open our heart to him there's a there's a new knowing a deeper knowing you know so so when you when you hear him talking to you a lot of people wonder why doesn't that happen to me right how do we get in the right mindset the right frame how how do we get present so we can hear he is talking to us every one of us right he usually speaks to us in in in, in varied ways you know you could be at Mass and there might be a word in Scripture or a song. Or, uh, but, you know, I think of the Beatitudes, the pure of heart shall see God. And so when we have a pure heart and when we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, uh, it disposes us to hear God in a deeper way. So where's the resentment? Where's the bitterness? Where's the anger? Where's the lust? Where's, um, you know, the jealousy in our lives? And, and all of that has to be removed. So that, 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 so that we can receive the grace enough to receive Christ. I mean, you know, even in our sinfulness, he still speaks to us that God the Father loves us so much, really beyond our imagining. You, it's you fascinating. Know, it is, it is, you know. And, and Jesus wants to show us how much we are the beloved son, the beloved daughter uh, of the Father. You know, and so some, sometimes we build up walls. You know, I remember one time uh, visiting with someone in, in the Holy Land, and they say, you know, sometimes I hear God right away, and then I don't hear him for like a month. Well, why, why does he build this wall up? Why does he build this wall up? You know, and so, and we're just talking, you know, you know with the person and, and even others uh, in, in conversations to say, well, I have some resentment 
you know, towards my wife or my mother-in-law, you know, and I just, I just can't get over it. And I said, well, who built that wall? You or God? And it was just like this mm-hmm. light bulb had gone off. And then it's just like, ah, I built the wall. Accountability. And accountability, and I blamed it on God. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I stopped praying because God never speaks to me. You know, but, but who, who has built this wall? And I said, don't tear down that wall by yourself, right? Allow God to tear it down, and it will come down faster. Sometimes I think we, we claim this is such a busy world, and it is in some regards, but it's, not, it's never too busy for God. And when we allow, make that time, and right. making the time, I right. think, is the key. Right. Making the time, amazing things happen. Right. And, and he calls us. He nudges us. You know, he, he wants to spend time with us. You know, blessed, you know, in Rapid City, we have 24-hour perpetual adoration. Or in the, the own parishes where, where you're from listening to. You, you know, I tell the same kids at St. Thomas More all the time. You know, how many times back and forth do you cross the Blessed Sacrament Chapel. Just pop in for two minutes. Kneel down. Jesus, I'm here. I love you. Open, uh, I, uh, I invite you into my heart. You know, just to do that in the morning before school and when you go home from school. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's right there. He's present. And Jesus is just wondering, is anybody going to stop and see me today? Right? And so he's right there. And so it's making time. It's being quiet. Just enough to invite him in. I give you permission, uh, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart. I open my heart to you. I've never heard a bad story of someone who spent time with him. Yeah, never. Ever. It's <laughs> ever. Awesome. Right, right. Go right. spend time with them. Right. It is so awesome. You brought up in laws and building walls. You know, we look for people to blame rather than uh-huh. look in, inside. Right. Um, when we had our summit, you know, earlier this fall, uh-huh. uh, one of the speakers said, What is the difference between an outlaw and an in law? And he said, Outlaws are wanted. Right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> it just made me think of that. Yeah, it was a yeah. great, great moment of yeah. like, humor's okay to have. Right, you know, we, I meant uh, one of my favorite <laughs> pictures. A lot of people don't care for it. I just love the smiling Jesus. Yeah, you know that he has this smile, you know, on his face. Even in today's reading from Philippians, uh, Paul says that uh, I share my my joy with you, so so that you share your joy with others. So that's the give and take. That's that's the covenant. And when God speaks to us, this is what he says to us. You are mine. And so when you hear God say, uh, Andy Shaw, you are mine, what, what do you say? And I am yours. Exactly. Right? It's this covenant. I'm all in. I'm all in. It's this relationship yeah. that God calls, we respond. So it's a, it's a receiving and a giving. It's receiving the grace of Christ, and it's giving our way, giving our life away of Christ like, like he did. You know, and, and so with I did others, for with others. others, for others, exactly that, that we might always see the other as the other, as the Christ, and so that's why our pride, our our selfishness, our resentment, our our jealousies, are, uh, build these walls, and that's why the sacrament of reconciliation is so important because it helps us to remove the walls, and even this month of November, you know, every day I I, I pause uh, during the intercessions at at the Newman Center and St. Thomas More. And I just say, let's just pause for a few moments and let's just pray for the souls in purgatory mm-hmm. that, they, that they will soon uh, release what they're attached to so that they can see God face to face. And our prayers are helping them uh, to detach from those things uh, on earth so that they can see Christ 
face to face, to know the Father's love within them. Hmm. You know, because to get to heaven, we all have to be saints. Saints, all saints go to heaven. Right? That's the only way to get to heaven is, is, this, is to be one with Christ. As Paul says, it's no longer I who lives, but it is Jesus who lives in me. And that's the only way. Hmm. What an amazing so, journey you are on, yeah. sharing it with us. Right now, you're the, you're the chaplain at St. Thomas More Middle School and High School uh, at the School of Mines. Right. How's this year been for you? It's yeah. kind of a change. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. I, you know, I, I, I love uh, uh, Saturday mornings. Um, I try to watch uh, part of the Nebraska football game. With the, I'll pray for you. Yeah, well, thank you with the, the guys from the School of Mines. They're all dressed in red, you know, and there's about eight of them, then Lazy Boy chairs, and so I was in the Holy Land, as I mentioned. And uh, so I, I, I texted uh, Chase Goddard, who's from uh, Nebraska, and uh, I said, Chase, I'm in the Garden of Gethsemane, and so I'm just lifting mm-hmm. up the, the corn huskers now for you. So, I mean, it's just it's fun to... You might have to, to go back. <laughs> right, right, that's right. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's just fun to, to joke with them, you know, or to, you know, um, you know, to, you know, just to, you know, I walk up and down the sidelines of the, of the high school football team or the volleyball team, or, mm-hmm. you know, Angela Weber just the other day asked me if I would come and bless the, the play crew, and... And then we started this Lexio Delina group uh, on Tuesday, so this was our third week. Um, you know, Coach uh, Mr. Sullivan comes, Mr. Miller, um, and what a great Mr. Satter, just beautiful. Yeah, Mr. Averly, and so we are trying to pull some high school kids, guys. I, I work with the guys and these other teachers, and then Sarah Hubner and Jordan Miller are working with the, the gals just to break open the word. Mm-hmm. And we, even though we've done it only three times over over two lunch hours. These high school seniors have so much to, to share. And just to see, oh, wow, wow, I've never thought about it that way. So it's really a beautiful, it's really a gift. It is. And so if we could just pray with the word more, um, we would hear. I think that's why we don't hear the voice of Jesus, because we don't read his word. We don't ponder it like Mary, who pondered all these things in her heart. If we were just to ponder the word as Hebrew said, it's alive, it's dynamic, mm-hmm. it's sharper than any two-edged sword, cuts between bone and marrow. But if we never read the word, then it's hard to hear his voice. And, and we live in a world um, that, that says so many negative things about each other. Or, I mean, these children growing up now, all they see are negative, negative, negative. Right. But your experience in these prayers and in these schools proves it's really an amazing world right now right and we need to be part of the new evangelization right and share it yes yeah share his word. yeah it's so true i mean just to uh, um you know sometimes our, our kids do dumb things sometimes i do dumb things uh but the lord the father's never he's he, he never gets tired of 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 calling me back mm-hmm. you know every day is a new day you know, every day is a day to be grateful. You know, that's why I like the exam and so much at night. You know, as you reflect from the moment you got up to the moment you go to bed, just pick one thing you're grateful for, one thing, that one blessing. And then there's one area that you probably weren't the best version of yourself and ask for the Lord's mercy. And just say, Lord, tomorrow is a new day. I recommit myself uh, to you. And the more we do that, though, the more we live a, a, a holy life right. with that relationship. Right. And, and the more we know him and not know of him. Like he started, when did you know? And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly knowing. Still knowing. I'm still knowing in a deeper way. 
know, but it, but it comes with, uh, with you know, the Beatitudes. It's, I, that's the one I, I really love is, or even the poor in spirit, you know. The kingdom of God is theirs, and so it's, it, it's, it's being simple in, in faith. You know, it's a being a beggar before God. I want to know you deeper. You know, and Jesus says, you know, lay your sins before me. Or to pray to the Holy Spirit, you know, who always reveals, um, who makes Christ uh, a present, who animates Christ to life in our hearts. She wants to help. He's there. He's Take there. Right, 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 right. Before we let you go, um, two questions. One, what do you love most about the priesthood? The Eucharist. The Eucharist. I'm with you. High five. High five. Yeah, just word and sacrament of just sometimes, you know, that this ordinary bread and wine truly becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And, you know, Lord, I'm not worthy to come under your roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And every time we celebrate the Eucharist, uh, we stand under his worth, unworthy as we are, but he makes us worthy to enter into his presence and to receive him or just to gaze at him in the blessed sacrament to become before his eucharistic face his divine friendship there's nothing like it there isn't i agree so and, and lastly um you know i have the blessing to work with middle school students in our religion class uh-huh. and we're diving into the gospels right. we're, we're getting after it and building that that true love for jesus and i had a, a girl come up to me and say mr shaw when we walked back from mass i got a calling about the consecrated life right how does that make you feel right it's just beautiful because uh because the the beautiful part about that story is that she recognized it right that this thought idea didn't come from me but it came from god it came from christ it came from the holy spirit who we say god always takes the initiative he always moves our heart and so so here how old is she She's eighth grade. So, so eighth 13, grade, 13, 13, 14. So she, she already heard the voice of God very clearly. And then she begins to share it with you. Mm-hmm. That's how faith is caught. That's how faith is nurtured. And now you could, you could pray for her, you know, and to encourage her to continue, continue to plant seeds and to, to begin for her to ask Jesus, what do you want me to do? I, I, heard, I heard this. You know, think about consecrated life. And just say, Lord, if you want me to go down this path, remove anything in my way that will get in that way. And just make it my spiritual director, Father Scott Trainer, always used to say, Father Mark, uh, just pray that Jesus will, will make it easy, make it simple, and make it clear for you. <laughs> I'm pretty slow, right? Uh, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a theologian. I simply uh, love Christ. And when you give your heart to him, everything changes. Nothing stays the same. Look what he did for us. Yes, we, we, yeah, owe, we, owe, yeah, it. we yeah. owe it in return. Amen. Oh, thank you, Father, You're so welcome. much for your time. And for those of you listening, we sure appreciate it. You know, these are incredible experiences you've had. So all I can say is, is start looking for things that you don't normally see and start hearing things you don't normally hear because right. it's, it's, it's Jesus talking to you. Right, and that comes through prayer, being quiet, quieting the heart, getting rid of the noise, the busyness to be with him, and he will speak to your heart. Father McCormick, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Mr. Thank you Shaw, all. thanks for coming. You bet. Thank you all for listening to Meet the Priest. I'm Andy Shaw. Uh, go out and make the world a, an incredible place that it already is. Amen. All right.